pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Football personified. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. And let's start the show with the end, thankfully, with great mercy toward God of Jim Harbaugh's quest to either stay at Michigan or leave because I'm tired of it. And I love the leverage game. I love thinking each year, hey, do I stay? Do I go? How about the clash? Let me interview here. Let me interview there. Let me lather up an owner and then see what I can get from another owner or another program or a board or a president of a university. Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship with University of Michigan, and he's on his way to L.A. What a long and winding road he took. As a matter of fact, of great interest in this story is that Jim Harbaugh was interviewing with the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. Jim Harbaugh was planning to have another interview with the Atlanta Falcons today. Meanwhile, while Jim Harbaugh was in Los Angeles, ostensibly looking at homes and schools for the youngest of his four, the four youngest of his seven children, University of Michigan was letting it be known, listen, Jim, we have a new plan for you. Here's how badly we want you to stay. If you don't mind, we're gonna go to your house on campus. And if you could just give us the code, we're gonna back up this amazingly huge Brinks truck. And we're gonna unload not just stacks of $10,000, not just the bricks, but we're also gonna make sure that any trouble you get in, don't worry, it won't be cause for termination. You get suspended for sign stealing, we're gonna pay you, don't you worry. You get in trouble for recruiting violations, don't worry, we're gonna pay you and never fire you. You get in trouble for anything else you do because God knows you do it all, don't worry, we've got you covered. Jim, do you hear me? Jim, are you awake? Um, hey guys, it's two hours earlier here. I'm very tired. I'm with my wife on vacation. You're not on vacation. You're with Spanos. Yeah, but I'm sleeping. Hold on. Are you sure you understand the offer we're making you to stay at Michigan? Hold on, I'm getting another call. Arthur, Arthur? Morning, Arthur. What are you doing awake? Arthur, it's only eight in the morning where you are. What are you calling me at five in the morning for? Hey, I just want to make sure that you know that I got my plane waiting at Orange County. Forget LAX, you're gonna be miserable at LAX, FBO or not. It's miserable there, though you can get an In-N-Out burger. Miserable. But I got my planes waiting, and just in case you're not flying out of LAX, I've got a plane 
at three other airports in the LA area, all making sure that whenever you're ready with your lovely family, plenty of seats for everyone, and we catered a combination of In-N-Out, Mickey D's, and Burger King with a little bit of Chick-fil-A because we probably assume you like Chick-fil-A. It's ready to take you to Atlanta. And when you get to Atlanta, wait till you see our facilities. I know you toured them. You saw them on interview one. But here's the thing about interview two, Jimmy boy. You can have anything you want. Anything. Money. Fame. Power. Security. And look at the neighborhoods. Traffic. Traffic. We're going to put you in a mansion so close to the practice facility. Such a great neighborhood. You don't need to worry. Oh, and Brave Season tickets because they're going to be good for a while. Hold on, Arthur. I'm getting another call. Uh, hello? Dean? Dean? Yeah, it's Jim. Sorry, sweetheart. Well, yeah, yeah. Bring in, bring in the Bible. One second. What? Dean? Yeah, I'm going to be there on time. I told you I'd be there at nine. All right, I just want to make sure we have a car waiting to bring you back to the facility. Jim Harbaugh gets to the Chargers facility, and all of a sudden, there's a weird amount of security. People with pitchforks, people with signs about women's rights to choose. Everyone's standing there, walks into the building, and he realizes he can't get out. It's the weirdest thing. It's like Hotel California. He sees some sort of Tupac Glenn Fry thing going on, sits down and says, tell me, what kind of power am I really talking about here, Dino? And Dean says, well, first of all, we got Justin Herbert for five years. Let's sign you for five years, five years. Second of all, we're not gonna disclose the amount we're gonna pay you because we're gonna make sure that you're paid not just what we tell the league, but you're gonna get a lot of extra money, like sort of the NIL money and what you're used to. We're gonna make sure that every one of your wishes is taken care of. Total control, total power, personnel, bien sûr, monsieur. Well, it's rumored that you're not giving me full control over player personnel. At Michigan, I get full control. Arthur Blank is basically letting me choose the wallpaper in his own house. Well, that's a lot of control there, Jimmy. Yeah, but Dean, I want it, I want it, I need it. This is my moment. Notwithstanding the fact that my family wouldn't mind growing up in LA, that said, show me the money and the power. No problem, you got it. I also am gonna need confirmation that when the NCAA suspends me again for everything I did, that unlike players who go to the NFL who are then forced to force the suspension, just confirm for me that I won't need to force the suspension to serve a suspension. And if I do, just make sure you pay me. No problem, Jimmy. Jim Harbaugh was able to write his own ticket and he decided that the Willy Wonka ticket he was hoping for and has been waiting for is in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Now, if you were given a choice to coach any NFL team, you base your decision on family, the age of your children, you base it on location, you base it on personnel. If you have a desire to win, you base it on the likelihood of winning during the course of your contract. You look at draft picks available, you look at minor league systems, you look at school systems. Oh, wait a minute. Total horse hockey. Players and coaches don't do that. They look at term of contract, amount of contract per year and amount of power they get if you're on the coaching side. Frankly, in the NBA, the amount of power you get if you're on the player side matches with the max deal that you get. 
I mean, Harbaugh's no schlepper. Remember, he took the Niners to the Super Bowl and lost to his older brother, younger brother, brother. Went to the NFC Championship three times. At Michigan, in nine years, he only lost 25 games, won the national title. This is not someone who I don't think can coach. As a matter of fact, we heard the analyst named Troy Aikman, I believe, say, hey, whoever gets Jim Harbaugh, that's going to be a winning team. All I kept thinking about is the meeting, as you can tell, the meeting with Dean Spanos, the conversation with Arthur Blank, the conversation with the president at Michigan and the chairman of the board. I was just laughing about my head, the list that he sits around with his wife and young children and older children, including one who's a coach. Hey, well, you know, what do we want exactly? And then someone raises their hand and says, hey, I want a Pop-Tart, but also you gotta make sure, Dad, you're bringing our, our Uncle Connor, aren't you? It's so important that he's there with you. Aunt Stallion and Uncle Connor to be helpful. He 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 deflate gate, spy gate. Bill Belichick is sitting with Arthur Blank saying, listen, I know that Harbaugh is way worse than I am, but I am stepping up my cheating game. I am not a booby prize here. I will match Harbaugh pound for pound in eyewash and God-fearing love. It's going to be interesting. I'll tell you that. Where does it all end? I got a crazy prediction for you, Coca, to end this little statement, catching you up on what happened with Jim Harbaugh. Okay, ready? I'm going to give you a wait to see. Wait to see when I tell you something's going to happen. If it does, great. If it doesn't, fine. I have a wait to see from years ago that I've never forgotten. That Luca will win an NBA championship with a team he's on before Trey Young wins an NBA championship with a team he's on. That's still pending because so far, neither have won an NBA championship. Are you ready for this one? John Harbaugh will win a Super Bowl championship before Jim Harbaugh, unless you think that this is me joking with you because John Harbaugh has his team in the AFC championship this coming weekend against the Chiefs, where we're going to preview the game tomorrow. The wait to see doesn't start until next season. So I don't get credit if the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year. After this season, John Harbaugh, as a coach in the NFL, will win a Super Bowl before his brother, Jim Harbaugh. Jim's going to come back into college and realize, wow, I sort of like that whole college thing where I could really manipulate everyone and I didn't have to worry about Roger Goodell or any other owners. Coaches are funny. You know, young coaches who come up from the video room, Eric Spolstra, you come up, you become a Hall of Fame coach, you win a bunch of titles, you try to hang on to times past, try to remember the little guy, try to be nice to as many people as possible. Hey, you got a chance. Other coaches come from coaching families or different pedigrees. They get success early. They become ornery late. 
Some of them prefer winning. Some prefer money. Coaches are always in danger. Because at the end of the day, the love that owners have for coaches, it tends to disappear. And the Popovich, the Belichick, even the Spolstra now, believe it or not, these are rarities. The rarities when a coach just gets the ability to stay, 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 win, 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 but then stay, stay, stay when the win, win, wins become lose, lose, and lots of losses. The other type of coaches are the ones who owners hire when their team is losing and they just want a savior the way that Spanos needs a savior for his Los Angeles Chargers. Ted Leonis is a great example of a coach who needed a savior. We're trying to build a stadium and move our teams to Northern Virginia. We need a lot of public money. We're a laughing stock. We brought in all this Saudi money into our parent company and the underlying asset is a laughing stock. We traded for Jordan Poole. I'm an idiot. We're a laughing stock. So what happens when your owner thinks that you're a laughing stock is instead of trading all the players, which they should do, releasing Jordan Poole, which they should do, instead, the owner says, I've got a good plan. Let's fire Wes Unseld Jr. Wes Unseld's father, Wes Unseld Sr., who won a title with the Washington Bullets. Unbelievable player, if you don't know him. Hall of Famer. Son had a chance to coach the Wizards and thankless, he got fired today because for whatever reason, the owner of the Wizards believes the Wizards should be in a better place than where they are, which means the owner of the Wizards is living in La La Land. The Wizards are exactly where they should be, but no problem. Leonis gets to say, hey man, Wes, I gave you two seasons. You only won 77 games. You lost a buck 30. That's not good enough. We're going to do better. And we're going to interview Belichick. I was supposed to interview Harbaugh. I know that sounds crazy bringing in a football coach, but we got to try something. Maybe he actually wants to hire. This would be some. This would be awesome, wouldn't it? Hey, Adrian Griffin, you want to coach the Wizards? I'm not sure that's going to happen. So the Wizards are in a situation where they're bad and they're looking for a new coach. The Bucks were in a situation where they were good and looking for a new coach. And as we talked about yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks have hired Doc Rivers. Man comes home again. I loved, loved Doc Rivers when he came to the Knicks. He will always be a part of my heart for his role on the 1994 Knicks, bringing us toward the finals, into the finals. As close as I've come to ecstasy as a sports fan. I came so close with the Giants Super Bowl wins back in 87 and 91, but 1994 was my number one, number one. You know this about me. It's my number one sports moment, and Doc Rivers is a part of it. This is someone who did an Ironman and won a World Series, whatever. Number one was 94-90 in Game 7 in 1994. It's never going to change. So I love Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers absolutely participated, as I talked about on Lebertard yesterday, when he became an advisor to Adrian Griffin, the mutiny that took place to get rid of Adrian Griffin, Doc Rivers is not on the sideline watching it happen and saying, I guess I may be the beneficiary of this. I love you, Doc, but you know the truth. This happens at teams all the time. There are mutinies and there are sides and lines drawn and sides taken. And you better choose the right horse. 
Side note for you in your life and in your business, when there's fighting that's going on in your business at the upper levels, any level above you, make sure you choose the right horse. You choose the wrong one and you're loyal to someone who loses a power struggle, you're gonna be done. So Doc Rivers named head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and you knew there'd be digging and boy was there ever. Words already come out that everything that we talked about, the mutiny on Michigan, it's exactly what happened. There's no salacious or prurient action or story of what Adrian Griffin did. It turns out that Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, this I couldn't believe when I read. When the Bucks were looking for a new coach after they manufactured the firing of Budenholzer, after the first round loss to the Heat. Those players were involved in the interview process. I was stunned into silence. For all of you speaking heads out there who want to talk to me, oh, the NBA is not full of player empowerment, you've got this totally wrong. The number of active MLB players involved in managerial searches in the official interview process, zero. The amount of football players involved in the actual interview process, zero. Are there some players who were consulted by owners during the course of the process? You're goddamn right there are. Sorry, that was, I don't mean to swear, but that was a little few good men in me. But actually being part of the official interview process, I can't even, I can't even. So Doc Rivers comes in as a quote unquote consultant advisor, which is code for, I'm going to take your job soon, boy. Now is Giannis happy? I think Middleton's happy. Holiday doesn't care. He was traded. What the Bucks are trying to spin the yarn, and this is what you're going to read now today. Doc Rivers, during his first press of L, is going to say, hey, I had nothing to do with the firing of Adrian Griffin. As a matter of fact, I feel responsible. I feel badly that he lost his job. I was brought in to advise him and I wish I could have advised him better. Horse hockey. It only took me 43 games and they were 30 and 13. <laughs> so he'll meet the media, that'll be good. Then the players are gonna be interviewed cause they're gonna have to talk and they'll talk about Doc. And they'll say, listen, our focus, we simply want to be better. Giannis, like what you said earlier in the season, the equipment manager has to be better. The players have to be better. The coaches have to be better. The fans have to be better. Everyone's got to be better. Do you still feel that way? Or does Doc Rivers cure all that? Does bringing in Doc Rivers mean that your jock straps are being folded the proper way at the moment? Or that they're using a little bounce? to make things nice and soft down there, south of the border. What exactly does Doc Rivers do that makes everything else better? Maybe there'll be better practices run. Maybe Doc Rivers will listen to you more. Lopez wants to defend a certain way. Giannis wants to do a pick and roll a certain way. Dame Lillard's got to figure out defense, offense, special teams. Doc Rivers is going to come in. I am your savior. I just spoke to Jim Harbaugh. We pray to the same God. We're good, man. Hey doc, how's your success been? I won an NBA title. As someone who's parlayed one ring into a career, 
I get it. You can parlay one ring. He won. He won with the Celtics. There is no taking that away. I won't take it away. But boy, am I reminded time and time again about my failure after the 03 World Series. Of course, I get to respond with the number of team presidents who have zero rings. Yeah, but they were in the playoffs 10 times. Don't care. No rings. It's all about the ring. Doc says, look at my ring. I happen to see that Celtics ring up close on a player who I was, look at me, Louis, spending some time with. It's a nice ring. But then he went on as part of his 24 years coaching and he coached the clip joint. And you remember he coached the Sixers. Didn't work out very well. The irony of why it didn't work out well, the absolute irony of the Bucks choosing Doc Rivers as their next coach is that it was almost close to a Mark Jackson type mutiny in both places. They dismiss it as though it's just, ah, we didn't perform well enough in the playoffs. It's not what happened. And for all of you who are worried about the ABC ESPN booth where it was Doris Burke and Doc Rivers and Mike Breen and what's gonna happen, I did get a question, Coke, on davidsampsonpodcast.com. Someone asked, does ESPN get compensation? And the answer is no. Whenever they hire a coach or a player, if that coach or player has an agent who's worth $1.50, there's a clause in the contract that says you can get out of the contract at any time for a coaching job in the professional part of the sport in which you are. So Doc Rivers would have a clause. If I'm a head coach, I can be out. If I'm a advisor, I got to still do the games. Same with any player who's in studio, any coach who's in studio in the NFL. Bill Cower had a clause in his contract. Hey, if I ever get a head coaching job, I get to leave. No penalties, no nothing, no compensation, no nothing. That's the cost in doing business. The good news is for the broadcast networks, you lose Doc Rivers, you can bring in someone else. I hear that Jeff Van Gundy's available. I can't even make that an official way to see. But the odds of Jeff Van Gundy being rehired by ESPN to take over the number one spot for the NBA broadcast is about the same odds that all of a sudden I will start growing again and be 6'5". NGTH, not going to happen. My guess is Breen and Burke do a two-person booth and they move on and then see where they are next year, see which coaches get fired at the end of this season. No compensation for ESPN. Last night for our pick of the day, we told you to take the Bucks over the Cavs and we won. That was an easy pick. Let's do one for the interim. Doc Rivers will take over now. It will be fascinating to see how they play under Doc Rivers. But meanwhile, we're back to 15 and 11 as the Bucks over the Cavs was a winner. Nothing personal pick of the day, soon to be brought to you by DraftKings. Spoiler alert. I've said that for so long. One day, have you ever thought about that if you say things enough, you'll, you'll will them into existence? I'll be happy. I'll be successful. Like the people who do the self-help. I used to uh, look in the mirror when I was a kid. I'll be tall. Eat your vegetables, I was told. I ate more vegetables than the Jolly Green freaking giant. How'd that work? What were we talking about? Pick of the day. We're taking the Nuggets minus two over the Knicks in New York, and this is a tough pick, but I want to watch the game. I'm going to bet on it, and I want to explain it to you. The New York Knicks are hot. They've won four in a row. They're a really good team. 
the trade that brought in OG, got rid of Barrett, Quigley. The Knicks have been 8-2 and two in their last 10, been playing very, very good basketball. Here's the problem. The Denver Nuggets, the reigning NBA world champions, are better. And when you're the Nuggets, and sometimes you take nights off, sometimes you're not motivated, sometimes you're just feeling like, all right, we'll get back to the tournament and we'll worry about it then. When you're an NBA champion and you're going into the garden, you don't mail it in. And the Nuggets playing hard against the Knicks playing their best at home, the Nuggets are still better. And the fact that it's only Nuggets minus two is a gift to get the NBA champions only minus two. So we are gonna take advantage of that. Nuggets minus two over the Knickerbockers at the world's most famous arena this evening. All right, when we come back, we're gonna review our number 13 movie. There's a spreadsheet that we have where we are choosing one of our top 100 movies to review every Thursday for 100 weeks. We are reviewing Love Actually, and then we are going to talk about uh, what is going on in Hockey Canada. So many of you reached out asking me to talk about it, and I've got a few things to mention. We'll be right back. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You can have 35 different options to choose from every week. I got a shipment of vegan food and I loved it. Do you know that it's ready in two minutes? I didn't even believe it. It came in this amazing package with a great ice pack that I can reuse because I put it in the freezer. You unwrap and then put it in the microwave. Two minutes later, I am having a full, hearty, healthy meal. I got vegan options, I got veggie options. Now, if you're not vegan, they're gonna have options for you too. But guess what? No prep, fantastic. No cooking, I can't cook. No cleanup, and I'm a clean freak. You literally take it from the package to the microwave on your plate, done. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options. So sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious, delicious, scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Samson50 and use code Samson50, S-A-M-S-O-N-5-0 to get 50% off. That's code Samson50 at factormeals.com slash Samson50. You're getting 50% off Welcome back to Nothing Personal with David Sampson. We're here every morning, 8 a.m. live on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. Please join us live. I love hearing from people who are waking up so early. Shout out to you in California. I know it's 525, but look at it this way. You can go to yoga. You can go work out. You can work out while you're watching and listening to this. I wonder if people in the gym would like to hear my dulcet tones at 5 a.m. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and please just telling people about nothing personal. That's the only way we can build our audience because we have zero audience growth or audience ways to grow our audience, zero budget that we get from our parent company. So therefore, what we'd appreciate, just help me and Coca. Help me, help me. It's just us. Also, please don't forget to vote for us. We are down to the wire, three days left. Sports podcast awards are coming. 
We're in line to win the best baseball podcast and the best sports business podcast. Just go to sportspodcastgroup.com and please register and vote for nothing personal in the sports business and the baseball category. You only have to do it up to the 28th. Announcements are going to come. I fully expect to win this year and we'll be less than happy if we don't. And in order to do it, it's all you. So Love Actually, I'm going to review, and you're going to ask me why it's number 13. How could that be? For those of you new to the show, you may not know why Love Actually is 13. For those of you who have been with us since October 14th of 2019, as we are on our 976th regular episode, plus all the mailbags, plus all the sit-downs, well over 1,000 episodes we've done of this show. Coke and I, every one of them. Well, once Coca took a day off and we got someone else to produce. Maybe two sit-downs and a mailbag or something, Coca. My guess is you haven't missed more than five shows out of the over a thousand I've done at most. For those of you who have been with me, you know why Love Actually is 13. And you may ask why it's not even higher. I will never forget the first time I watched Love Actually. I don't think about things as Christmas movies like Die Hard. It's Christmas movie or Love the Coopers. It's Christmas movie. I think about movies about family. I think about movies about love. I think about movies about connection. And my threshold is, do I buy in? And how much do I buy in? Hugh Grant is the prime minister, bought in. Hugh Grant falling in love with Martine McCutcheon, bought in. Colin Firth getting cheated on and then going to meet a girl who speaks no English, falling in love when they speak not the same language at all, buy in. A guy holding up a sign because he's in love with his best friend's wife, buy in. A stepfather trying to figure out how to raise a kid when his wife just died, the kid's mother just died, no clue how to do it, buy in. There's not one storyline. People going to Milwaukee. Yes, Colin went to Milwaukee to meet Alicia Cuthbert and the other women at Bar Milwaukee. The only thing I didn't like about Love Actually is when he lands in Milwaukee, it's not General Mitchell Field. It doesn't even look like General Mitchell Field. Clearly, they didn't have the budget to go to Milwaukee and film, so they pretended. But why couldn't you Google what General Mitchell Field looked like? Anyway, Love Actually has stories that are intertwined. If you're one of the few people who hasn't seen it, watch it today. I'm thinking of moving it higher on my list, except my top 13 is so good. So good in my mind. I just loved every story, actually. Every single one. Okay. Eric O'Brien, are you listening? Eric O'Brien is a listener to Nothing Personal. And he knows that we use the random number generator on the phone and I called out for help. I said, please, how do we do it so I can take into account the numbers that I've already reviewed. And Eric O'Brien came up with a spreadsheet. Coca, show us that spreadsheet. Look at that. This is Eric O'Brien who came up with a way that Coca's gonna click a number live every Thursday at around 826 to 829, depending on how long, where the break is, and will tell us what movie we're reviewing next. Coca, click it. Slumdog Millionaire, number 25. Look at how amazing that is. I don't have to show you my phone on camera. And now we X out movies that we've already reviewed so you can see on the spreadsheet what movies we have reviewed out of our top 100 in terms of the number. And it's all on davidsampsonpodcast.com right now. 
because we show you all our weight disease, we show you everything. Slumdog Millionaire, it's actually perfect timing to review that movie because of a movie I just watched yesterday. Uh, I just watched, and I'm not reviewing it today, but I'll look for it as part of an Oscar movie I'm gonna review next week, Bobby Wine, the people's president about running for president in Uganda. And I was just thinking about Slumdog Millionaire. It's funny how life goes, Coco. Eric, thank you very much for that spreadsheet. We will use it until we have all X's between one and 100. The other thing I wanna quickly tie up, uh, a lot of you responded to our Sports Illustrated cover contest. I told you that Samson Coca Law were gonna take over Sports Illustrated. And I said that there'd be a gift for anyone who could come up with what our first cover story would be. And so many people responded. The contest is over right now and there's no winner. Many of you said Taylor Swift. That's great. But Sports Illustrated is serious journalism. Not writing about Taylor Swift and her love affair of convenience with Travis Kelsey. No. My first cover story, were I to be the editor-in-chief and owner of Sports Illustrated, would be to solve the number one issue that people have grappled with in the sport that I love so much. It would have a picture of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And it would be a story maybe written by Pablo Torre and myself, edited by Coca and Pablo Torre's team of 12 merry soldiers if Pablo Torre finds out. We would do the final and determinant article about who the GOAT is in the NBA, either Jordan or James. That's what my first cover would be. It's fun to think about all these. We do a lot of fun things on the show, actually. And I want to segue into something serious by explaining to you the difference between fun and serious. When we do fake phone calls that are not so fake because they're phone calls that I've heard that I've participated in. When we talk about dinner that the commissioners have together, commissioners don't have dinner together all that often, if at all, but they do talk, they communicate, they're jealous of each other. I talk about the fact that Don Garber wants to be at the big boys table so badly. Gary Bettman wants to keep his spot at the big boys table. We have fun. There are certain things in sports that are not fun. And we talk about whether or not they should even be discussed because we don't want to upset people, depress people. But you know what? That's not what nothing personal is. Nothing personal, we talk about culture and politics and sports and entertainment. And if you don't like it, hey, vote with your fingers. You all asked me to talk about Hockey Canada and I'm going to talk about it right now. Let me catch you up. Hockey Canada is an organization which is summarized by saying, we're in charge of underage hockey, non-professional hockey. It's like an organization picture that would be in charge of Little League Baseball. An organization that would be in charge of all the academies of soccer overseas. Hockey in Canada are synonymous. Hockey is big in Canada. The best players come from Canada, like the best baseball players often come from the DR. It's a hotbed of hockey. There have been many issues over the years with junior hockey. As a matter of fact, we did a whole show about some of the issues with the Chicago Blackhawks, how 
what the relation was with junior hockey. We told you in 2018, there was some sort of accusation by an unnamed woman who claims that she was brutally sexually assaulted by multiple, multiple junior players. It was a big enough story that sponsors of Hockey Canada, funders of Hockey Canada, like Bauer, a company you may never have heard of that is a huge hockey equipment company. Nike, you may not have heard of it. They do footwear. They used to be involved with someone like a Tiger Woods. Pulled their support of Hockey Canada because their view was that the behavior was unacceptable. The oversight was unacceptable. Like with many other things that happen, like genocides across the continent, we look at it, we think about it, we get upset about it, and then it keeps happening and we move on with our lives. Not many of you or me gave thought to Hockey Canada until recently something strange happened in the NHL. And all of a sudden, five players, five players from Canada's 2018 World Junior Team, who they were on the road, and then this assault happened, and this assault was completely covered up, swept under the rug, there was a settlement done, the woman sued, the girl sued, and it was totally settled, that's it. Hush money. What do you think, Trump invented it? It's been going on forever. Think Vince McMahon invented it? So hush money's paid, everything's done. Thank God we don't have to think about it. And in the meantime, what Hockey Canada is gonna do is they're gonna go into rehab. When organizations go into rehab, when people go into rehab, it's easy. You get caught cheating, you're in sex rehab. You get caught with the DUI, you're in alcohol rehab. You get caught with a needle and you're not dead, you're in drug rehab. Easy peasy. Not saying rehab's easy, but the PR of it, easy. Hockey Canada rehab, no problem. We're losing sponsors. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hire Samson Coca Law and we're gonna come up with a new set of standards that we're gonna follow. We're gonna make sure as an organization, right? Sound familiar? Commanders, sound familiar? Mavericks, sound familiar? All of the major organizations of professional sports leagues who have problems with their culture, who then say, oh, we're studying it. And we're gonna make sure that we've got a chief people officer who people are comfortable going to. It's all eyewash. But Hockey Canada said, hey, we've got this. As a matter of fact, we've got it so well that we are gonna make sure that we're gonna meet all conditions. We want our funding to get restored. So we're gonna sign something called the abuse-free sports. We're gonna implement all recommendations from this independent governance review and we're gonna keep updating the federal government, but please, man, we need our funding. And of course, the provincial and the federal government in Canada says, hey, Hockey Canada, hey, we can't let it die. We just have to say, hey, they're better. It's all better, we're good. Bauer, back, Nike, back, all those companies after January 6th, we will not support the politicians who participated in the insurrection. All right. Everyone forgot about it. February 7th comes along, we're back, baby. We gotta give money to these politicians because we've got lobbying issues on, on the Hill. This is not just North America. This is not just Canada. This is not just Africa. This is the way of the world. This is the business of politics. So Hockey Canada gets its funding back. Everything's coming up roses. Until 
a little town called London, Ontario. If you've never been there, you should go there. It's, I love it there. Police in London, Ontario decided, you know what? We're going to launch a little investigation into what happened in 2018. Something doesn't seem right. This case got settled. There's this woman here who claims that she got absolutely assaulted by multiple players. London, Ontario launches an investigation in 2022. All right. I wonder what that investigation is going to lead to. Then some weird stuff happens in the NHL. Very weird. Two members of the New Jersey Devils disappear, one member of the Flyers and one member of the Flames. If you're a fan of the Flyers, Carter Hart, gone. How about Dylan Duba, the Calgary Flames, gone. All of them together, but separately with different reasons. What a strange thing for a player to be granted indefinite leave right around the time that there's an investigation going on in London, Ontario. And wouldn't you know it? Do you know what the Calgary Flames did? They put Dub on leave, their player, and they said he's got mental health issues. How dare you? How dare you say that he's got mental health issues trying to cover up the fact that he is involved purportedly in a sexual assault? There are people with real mental health issues. I do not like when players or teams use mental health as an excuse, as a cover-up. Why? Because it's the new, oh, my back hurts, my sphincter hurts. Prove it, can't, just hurts. We can't give an MRI of your sphincter. We can't give an MRI of your brain. We can't do an MRI of your back. Oh, you got a broken vertebra. Yeah, that'd be real. I'm not saying the players don't have hurt backs or hurt sphincters, and I'm not saying they don't suffer from mental health issues. I'm saying there's no way for teams, leagues, or the press to prove it. So shame on the Calgary Flames for doing it that way. The Flyers just did another way. Just, hey, personal leave of absence. See you later. Of course, the players haven't been named. The allegations against the players, and there were eight of them, four in the NHL, nobody's got names yet. Nothing's been proven in the court. There hasn't been a trial. Everybody's innocent till proven guilty. But yet the NHL and the teams said they'd heard enough to get those players out of there. What kind of limb am I on in your mind? Is it shaky? After listening to all these years of nothing personal, have you started to believe that coincidences don't just happen? Four people from the NHL disappear. They were all on the same Canada Junior National Team. Yet, they had nothing to do with it. It just so happens that those four players at the same time, the allegations in London, Ontario, for a case that they thought they'd gotten rid of, coincidentally, they needed some personal time. It's almost the definition of horse hockey. Hockey Canada said, we're going to get rid of our CEO. We're going to hire a woman. She's going to clean it up. The NHL is going to get rid of the players. They're going to wait for it all to happen. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, he says, hey, this is very bad. 
We went through this with the Blackhawks. We keep going through all this abuse that's going on with junior players. They're being abused. Then they're abusing their sexual assault. There's rape, whatever there is. This is terrible. We want families to have their kids playing hockey. We need hockey fans. We need more broadcast revenue. I want to be the NBA so badly I can taste it. Here's what we're going to do. Let's release something today to get some of them Mormons excited. Is that unbelievable that yesterday the NHL had released a huge, huge packet by the owner of the Utah Jazz about expansion of the NHL in Utah? What a funny time for a huge diatribe to come out when Gary Bettman hasn't said word one, hasn't had a statement about what's going on in London, Ontario. But boy, was he happy to tell you what a great market Utah is. I fully expected Erwin Fletcher to be a part of the announcement. It was Smith, jazz owner, giving you a two-pager, small type, single-spaced, about how great Salt Lake City is. And they made sure to include that they're bidding for the 2034 Olympics. They're bidding to be the temporary home of the Oakland A's. We'll talk about that another day, maybe. Just want to make sure that everyone knows that Salt Lake City is a major U.S. city. I've been to Salt Lake City. I love its proximity to Park City. I love the mailman. No doubt about that. Although there's some issues with him. God, it's hard to love anyone anymore. But same day long letter, do you think that anyone is going to be distracted in any way by this? Do you think the story of the day on the shows, if they're talking about hockey at all, or up in Canada, is going to be about possible expansion, which has never been discussed, to say nothing of approved by the current owners? There's no fee that's ever been discussed. I'd like to do a press release today, Coca, right now. We'd like to expand to bigger studios. I could release anything. It's not even worth the paper that it's written on. Here's the problem. The NHL is not going to be able to avoid talk of this during All-Star Weekend. All-Star Game is in Toronto, the greatest place, the history, the Hall of Fame is there. Coming up February 1st through 3rd, you think they're going to talk about expansion in Utah? Or will there be a writer who's got the cojones to ask about what's going on with the four NHL players who disappeared from their teams? I know what Jim Trotter would do if you were an NHL reporter. I'm going to give you my second wait to see, actually, Coca. Because Gary Bettman can't run from this. He can't hide behind expansion. He's going to have no choice. Wait to see. The NHL will suspend the four current NHL players, whether they're charged or not, in London, Ontario. He will have no choice but to suspend them for their actions when they were part of World Junior Hockey in Canada. You can try to hide all you want, but when it comes to certain things like sexual assault, thank God that's the way we are now. There shouldn't be any hiding from that, even if you believe. We'll be back tomorrow. We will have a preview of the NFC and AFC conference championships. We will be diving deep into what Roger Goodell and how the meetings are going with the referees for both those games. Can't wait to do it. In the meantime, 
Have a safe day. Thanks for voting for Nothing Personal on sportspodcastgroup.com. And remember, it's just business. This is Nothing Personal. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.